welcome to the Bodybuilding Dietitians Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us today for what is now episode 7 of our Road to 2023 series. And as always, you are joined by your hosts, Tiara and Jack. Now we're going to get straight into this episode. And Jack, you've got to take the floor. I want to hear all about your past week. Great. So yeah, it was an action-packed week. A lot of stuff happened, especially in regards to deloading, little lockdown situation, and I've got an exciting announcement, which I was alluding to a little bit last week. And I think I'll start on that because I'm sure people are interested. But if you follow me on Instagram, you probably already know this, but essentially I've decided to take someone on board as a coach. Just like anyone choosing a coach, that's quite a big decision to make in terms of who you choose, especially with ourselves being coaches as well. And that individual that I chose, he's called AJ Morris, might ring a bell for many people who listen to this podcast. And I've been following him since 2017, like not only as a coach, but as a competitor as well. And I think we're both very like-minded in how passionate we are about bodybuilding and about how we approach training and nutrition as well. So I've chosen him and tomorrow is literally my first session that I'll be uh, undertaking. It's a it's a push session and essentially a few reasons as to why I chose a coach. And I think the maybe, maybe not the elephant in the room is, oh, Jack, you're a coach, but why do you have a coach then? And there are a number of reasons why that is. And I think reason number one is basically coming down to decision making and the least amount of time I can invest into making my own decisions, uh, many of which I often get. Uh, I do like the typical deep dive into, oh, is this correct or should I be doing this? Or maybe I could add this in here. And basically by eliminating that variable, by having someone do it for me, I can save an absolute buttload of time, uh, invest that into TBD, to the podcast, into YouTube, into my clients. And, uh, and I can be very confident that AJ will be doing the best he can to, to maximize me as a bodybuilder. Mm-hmm. So, and of course, there are, there are a bunch of other factors as well, like For example, I think it's important for coaches to experience what it's like to be a client Mm -hmm. because ultimately you're coaching people. So you need to understand how a client feels. Like for example, like if, uh, if a coach leaves a client on red for seven days, how does that feel as a client? Not that AJ or I do that, but it's just a prime example of uh, there are certain things that you might not realize are quite prudent in terms of what a client perceives and uh, I think it's it's going to be quite a new experience for me to be a client and not mm-hmm. a coach. Yeah, I'm really excited for you and I think that if you were to align with anyone as a coaching client relationship, it would be AJ, mm. both of you. I think that AJ's him over in the UK and you're you down here in Australia, but I both think that you both have a heck of a lot of similarities. And it's just really going to push you, especially for these next few years of your improvement season to come because AJ, you know, he practices what he preaches, mm, you know, like yeah. he's, he's in the field himself. He's in the boxing in ring. In the trenches. As yeah. Say. He's in the trenches, the bodybuilding <laughs> trenches. But I think it's just going to be so awesome for you to be able to converse with him on a weekly basis. And like you said, as a coach going on board with another coach, it does challenge you to stay open-minded and also to get a little bit uncomfortable because 
it can be easy. I think any coach would say so that to just kind of get bogged down into your, your own methods, your own ideas, but then someone might challenge you to be like, Hey, why don't you try this? Mm. And initially you might be a little bit hesitant because you're like, but I've always done it this way. But then you give it a go and then you learn something new Mm. and then you can keep expanding your knowledge and apply that to your own clients too. I remember when that first happened, this was years ago when you came on board with Alan Mm. and he programmed for you only two sets of bicep curls. And you and I were looking through the program for the first time. We're like, two sets? (laughs) How on earth are you going to grow from two sets of biceps? You need at least three. But look at you now. You're doing two sets for most of your compounds. Yeah. And the other very important point as well uh, as to why I chose AJ is like, there's no doubt that my posterior chain, mainly my uh, back is uh, my weakest point in my physique. And he's produced some pretty phenomenal uh, transformations in his clients and himself in regards to his back development. So Mm -hmm. that's, uh, that's definitely a factor, but yeah, overall, I'm very much looking forward to seeing how things progress with him. And I think it'll be very fruitful working towards my 2023 season. And uh, yeah, that's uh, I'll obviously keep everyone updated as the weeks go on. And I think it's important to know that it's it's also a collaboration as well. Like I will, of course, be putting forward certain things as well. And however, I, I don't want to be uh, that person who uh, is is trying to still coach themselves with a coach mm-hmm. uh, like ultimately I'm going to let him take the reins and uh, I'm still going to have some sort of input of course as well especially I would say more so in nutrition yeah absolutely and we wrote a post recently on this topic on our TBD Instagram page which you guys can go and check out but it's ultimately called coaching as a partnership because yeah. coaching it's not a dictatorship mm. it is a partnership so you guys both are going to be working together to build a phenomenal physique and work toward that goal of the trifecta of pro cards <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> one day that's right yeah one day and yeah that's uh that's pretty much it on that front uh, i will talk a little bit about my training and nutrition as well so i guess the the big summary of training and nutrition is that it was one, a deload week, and two, we had a snap three-day lockdown as well. So yeah. that kind of through, I mean, compared to most people, it was a very good time to have a, a snap lockdown for me because I was in a deload period anyway. So that definitely reduced my stress a lot. But in terms of training, and I want to kind of flesh out my thoughts around deloading as well a little bit more. So essentially, we know that deloading is is has one primary purpose, and that's to achieve a reduction in fatigue and recover and not just mental recovery sorry not just physical but also mental and like when i when i say mental i mean like getting that desire and urge back to train hard and get back into the gym and i've i've just done a different number of uh, approaches to deloading in the past and i to be honest like they all work quite well i think there's one probably factor that uh, is is quite important for me and that is the technical skill based approach to lifting And I found that when I go kind of more cold turkey and take like five complete rest days, then I recover really well. And I enjoy taking those full rest days uh, because I can do other things. And to be honest, I I just don't like going into the gym and lifting submaximally. I find it really boring, even if I get a good pump. Uh, So I would personally rather take a more complete rest day approach. 
And that's something I do with my own clients as well. I, I usually give them the option of going in there and, and doing a submaximal session versus uh, resting completely. But I kind of did a mixture this past week. I did two home home workouts, which are submaximal. I basically just got a pump. And then I rested for four or five days, I think, as well. Mm-hmm. So I think so far, that's kind of the approach that I personally like the most, where I'll go in for one one to three sessions and then pretty much rest completely for, for, for the other days. And the, only, the other consideration with nutrition to get onto that topic is... Uh, my activity goes down a decent amount and my steps will stay the same, but because I'm not training, I do have to lower my food quite significantly. So for example, my usual uh, training nutrition at the moment is around 500 carb, uh, 80 fat, 275 protein that got lowered down to 400 carb, 70 fat, 250 protein. So that's uh, almost a 600 calorie drop right there. Mm-hmm. And I think that's reasonable given the amount of time that you spend in the gym and the intensity that you train yeah. at. I think around 600 calories for you mm. is reasonable. Yeah. And it's, it's not like we're trying to say it's, uh, it's, there's guesswork in there. Like the reality is like I ran that for the full week and my body weight maintained. So mm. it, it, we're not, we're not guessing is, oh, is 400 carb right? Like we know it's right because my body weight maintained, which yeah. is, cr- is just a little bit crazy to think about because other people including yourself like you're able to basically keep nutrition the same yeah but look at me right you you've seen me bouncing around on my rest days like i generally keep my neat levels quite high you know Mm. i'll clean the house or i'll run out to coco's or i'll just do something to keep moving around because i genuinely just enjoy that yeah cool well, that's, uh, to be honest, pretty much it from me. Mm-hmm. And I'll be, tomorrow I'll be starting my new block, which I'll probably get into a little bit more depth next week because mm-hmm. there are a few... Uh, there's not a huge amount of change with the training, but there are some uh, important differences which uh, I definitely wouldn't have really taken on board myself. And that's, of course, why I, I got AJ to try and experience something a little bit different. And... Yeah, any other points you think I should touch on? I guess with nutrition, just that point that the goal during your deload wasn't to gain weight, it Mm. wasn't to lose weight. Generally during a deload, it's probably recommended that you are just maintaining weight. Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah, that's very true. And because we do get a lot of questions about deloading and how how we deload, what the nutrition is like during the deload. And uh, I'm actually recording a YouTube video today about resting and recovery uh, and I actually told the YouTube channel that I would be talking about the deload here. So if you want to know a bit more about our, our rest days, though, definitely head over to that YouTube video. It'll probably be out in the next few days, definitely mm-hmm. this week. Uh, but overall, as a wrap up, like the most important thing to bear in mind is that a deload there is to recover. There's more than one way to do it, just like there's more, one, more than one way to go about your training and uh, choose which way you enjoy, enjoy the most. Uh, which you'll actually recover from. Because the key point there is don't just train a different way and expect to recover if you're still training hard with a lot of volume. Mm-hmm. Uh, you you need to actually lower things a little bit. Yeah, you need to actually <laughs> relax this <Yeah>. week. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Hey guys, just a reminder that we don't just coach physique athletes, but we do coach anyone with a health and fitness related goal. Therefore, if you are interested in getting in touch with us regarding our coaching services, you can always head over to our website at www.thebodybuildingdietitians.com or alternatively, click the link in the show notes below. 
Cool, well, that's it from me. Let's get onto your past week. Yeah, this past week, man, again, it's only seven days because it's just Sunday today, but we were out of lockdown, we were in lockdown, now we're out of lockdown again. So mm. it was one of those weeks where you wake up on Monday morning and you just never really know what's gonna happen that week. But ultimately we did go into a lockdown starting on Tuesday night. And then the area that we live in in Brisbane, it was extended from Friday night to Saturday night. So we actually haven't been in the gym. You haven't been in the gym, what, since Monday? Yeah, since Monday, yeah. almost a week. And luckily- Probably I the longest time I haven't been in the gym for a, a long time. Wild. Wow, before prep started. Yeah, well, thank God we'll be back there tomorrow. But Since last lockdown, yeah. Yeah, absolutely wild. But yeah, luckily I got in a session on Monday and then a session at Mount Gravatt on Tuesday morning before they announced the lockdown sometime around lunch on Tuesday. But, you know, we did get in two home workouts in and we just had access to like a barbell, a few dumbbells, you know, a bench, a, a good chin-up bar mm. that you can like place in the door frame and you know that chin up bar is done done well dude does the job man yeah. stretches the lats you know yeah. you can you can go to failure it's all good and i found that uh when you if you do like an l-sit in the air while doing pull-ups it makes it a lot more difficult because it shifts mm. your your body weight distribution uh it's a good way of not having to add weight and making it dif more difficult yeah but just doing those home workouts it definitely puts into perspective just how much additional volume I'm able to accomplish in the gym and a heck of a lot more efficiently because when you're working out at home with a rusty barbell and plates that you don't really know the weight of and those adjustable dumbbells, it just takes all that extra time just moving things around. And again, you don't really know the weights that you're lifting. It's kind mm. of just guesswork. But when you're at the gym, you know, you can superset different exercises and you're just more efficient just walking between things and not having to unrack and re-rack all of those different plates and screw things in and stuff. But it's just a heck of a lot more enjoyable too, being yeah. at the gym. And every time we go through these mini lockdowns, we haven't had too many. Well, we've had like th three, I think. three, three this year yeah. and it's July now. <laughs> so three and a half a year, that's not too bad. And they've all only been like three, three, days, yeah. three or so days. Yeah, it just puts into perspective how much more I'm able to accomplish Actually, no, this the one gym. was four days. Oh yeah, you're right. Yeah, because we got, got extended, extended yeah. darn. Um, but yeah, I'm just able to accomplish a heck of a lot more at the gym. And there's just no denying that home workouts, they just, they can't compare to the gym. That's mm. what, they have gyms for a reason, you know? And the environment as well, you're able to get into that headspace, into that mentality, and you're just able to get a lot more amped up and excited to work out. Yeah, undoubtedly. Yeah, but regardless, we got it done. So we got in two home workouts. I think I only actually missed one day of training. So I just had three rest days this week instead of two, but overall pretty good. But at the beginning of the week, it was great because this was actually the first time I got back into my Bulgarian split squats for the first time in three weeks. It's actually been that long, which was wild and stuck to my word. Didn't go straight back up to those 32s and uh, kept the weight pretty light. So I, I only used the 24 kilogram kettlebells and I did three by 12 with each leg and it just felt weird. <laughs> it felt way too easy, man. But I was like, okay, one, I haven't done this exercise for three weeks. And also I just really focused on my form, really focused on my tempo, didn't bomb die of anything, but it just felt 
wrong in a way to be able to keep a straight face during Bulgarians and not even wince. And also I checked my resting heart rate or I checked my heart rate on my Fitbit and it didn't go over like 70 beats per minute. I'm like, what is this? <laughs> Usually like these things are beating me up. But again, don't underestimate it. Cause even though my heart rate wasn't elevated, even though I was like, man, I could live way heavier than this. Oh, those next few days. Yeah, I bet. Oh God. I even found in our home sessions, like I'd, I usually do around 62 and a half kilo dumbbells for RDLs and I was doing 22.5 mm-hmm. and I woke up the next day with some nasty doms. Yeah, man, that just, that stimulus after, after you haven't done it for a while. Cause yeah. you did the beast dance RDLs. I did beast dance and I did them slower eccentric and I did more reps as well. Mm. So Gosh. And I did them after Bulgarians. Yeah, but honestly, that mini lockdown, it was kind of a blessing in disguise because, boy, my adductors, my glutes, they just were so sore for like three days after those Bulgarians. But again, it was, I I just welcomed it because I missed them so much. I missed feeling sore in the lower portions of my glutes. So yeah, I'm really happy to be back and just really excited to just get back into the gym this next coming week and be able to get back into my full routine, you know, get back into five full sessions of doing all of my main lifts because it's been almost a month now, which since I've been able to do five proper sessions in the gym and be able to do my Bulgarians, my Smith machine lunges, my dumbbell RDLs, barbell RDLs, pain-free. That's the thing as well. My back is all better now, not feeling any pain anymore. And I'm just able to ease back into these things now. So being pain-free, boy, it's just got me over the moon and uh, it's... Makes you very grateful to not be injured. Oh, so grateful. Again, like, and looking back these past few weeks, they've just flown by and I've learned a lot from it too. Mm -hmm. So I'm just excited to build back up. So yeah, starting tomorrow, you're starting a new program. I'm basically starting a new program. (laughs) Haven't done my actual program for a while now. So um, that should be just epic to get back into as well. And I tried citrulline malate this past week. So you kind of alluded to that on our past podcast about mm-hmm. how we try in this new supplement and a citrulline malate, it's basically like a nitric oxide derivative or it increases nitric oxide in the body, helps with the pump, helps with blood flow, oxygen transport, vasodilation, all that good stuff. And I don't know if it was the citrulline malate or if I was just feeling good on Monday or what it was, but the past few weeks I'd been lifting those 18 kilogram dumbbells for shoulder press and I just couldn't get past seven reps. And on my first set, you know, I always say things out loud. I'm always like, all right, eight reps, eight reps. Like always say my target that I really want to hit. Picked up those dumbbells. It was one of those sets where you get to like rep five or six. You're like, I can keep going. You know, when you, you can feel that those reps in reserve and Mm. you know that you have more. So my first set, I didn't just get eight, I got nine and I was just freaking ecstatic. And I don't know if that was just some extra oxygen in my muscles or if I was just having a good day or finally broke through that little plateau, but it was awesome because those past few weeks only hitting seven reps with the 18 kilogram dumbbells on shoulder press, I got a set of nine, a set of eight, and then another set of eight. Awesome. Just smash out of the park. So yeah. And um, was the rest of your session like the same or better than usual? Yeah. Well, after that I did those Bulgarians and again, resting heart rate was just lower, but again, the weight was lower too. But 
Yeah, it just felt good. But he, it was, I, I only used it one day because mm. the next day I actually forgot to take it because it's actually, it wasn't it's part of my routine yet. yet. Yeah. And then we went into lockdown. So I think over these next couple of weeks of actually continuing to continuously take the citrulline malate, I'm going to have a really strong opinion on whether or not I think it's worthwhile and an actual performance enhancement, at least for me. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Be good to find a... Uh quite a cost-effective supplier as well mm-hmm. to get it in a bit more bulk. You mean like VPA Australia? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, they're all, they're all right. You can check out our discount codes in the links below. <laughs> yeah, I was actually being legit though. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah I don't know. I, I looked it up online and VPA was definitely the cheapest. Okay, yeah. that's good. Yeah, I, I, I wasn't sure, so... It is definitely a new addition to our very limited supplement stack <laughs> of creatine and caffeine. So let's see if it gives us a good pump in the gym and any performance benefits. I'm excited to see how you will respond. Do you want to give it a, give it a go? Yeah, I'm keen to. And um, we discussed this this morning, but I'm going to take this week as like a threshold week, establish that baseline of how I'm feeling mm-hmm. with training. And then that way I'll notice a more of a difference if citrulline malate actually does anything for me. Yeah, without a doubt. Because this new week about to come with you obviously trialing all of these new workouts written by AJ, mm. of course, like you don't necessarily have anything to compare them to yet. No. <laughs> hey guys, just a reminder that we post regular content on our Instagram and YouTube channel. You can find those platforms by searching The Bodybuilding Dietitians. See you there. Yeah, overall, this past week, again, We were out of lockdown, we were in a lockdown, now we're out of a lockdown again. And what do you do when you're stuck at home in lockdown? Well, you can do a few things. I did create a new YouTube video. I finally filmed a step-by-step tutorial on how to make VPA egg whites. So you guys can go check that out. We're gonna be posting that tonight, which is pretty exciting. So by the time this is live, that YouTube video Mm. should be live. But that was really fun to create. And obviously I've been eating VPA egg whites almost every day for over three years now, maybe four years. I started in like 2017. So wow, that's a long time. So, And you'd never seen anyone make them into egg whites. Like they actually, they sell the egg white powder to drink. And like when when you started making them, everyone was like, they were like, wow, you actually make egg whites with the egg white powder? I know. And it, they sent it to me one day for free. Yeah. I think it was one of those things that, yeah, they were just trying to get supplements mm. off the shelf and try to get people market new things. And when I first made it, I did that mistake where in the video, I'm like, do not, I repeat, <laughs> do not try to make these by whisking it with a fork or shaking up your egg whites in a shaker or using an actual whisk. Like you need a stick blender or you need to actually put it into a proper blender and blend the egg white powder with water. Otherwise you're just going to totally ruin your experience. And I am not taking responsibility (laughs) for that omelet. Okay. Cause yeah, I'm telling you now it's not going to be good. No, it's going to be clumpy as flips, Mm. but I actually had to learn how to properly make them. But then once I was like, Oh, I wonder what would happen if I actually blend this with my stick blender just a little bit of water pour it in the pan because i actually started by shaking it up i think i even added a whole egg in there and shook (laughs) it up and yeah it wasn't very good man but i gave it a few more goes and 
over hard work the, pays off. Literally, and consistency, and just continuing to master your own craft. But really, guys, this is the closest thing I've ever found to just a pure protein-based pizza. And it's very different to other types of egg whites, just your standard liquid egg whites, which are quite thin and mm. you know if you cook them long enough they kind of for- they're a little bit crusty yeah they're crispy and especially if it's thinner in one area mm. and it's uh like the texture of vpa egg whites is definitely different mm. uh, it's not better or it's not worse it's just based on your preference personally yeah. i prefer the texture of vpa egg whites me too it's it's a lot fluffier yeah it's it is more like a pizza base yeah and don't call this crazy we're not saying it's pizza dough no, no. okay but it's kind of close mm. and if you do perfect it like i did in the video and you actually get the whole omelet out of the pan you don't flip it or anything like that and you can actually pick it apart and actually have kind of like pizza slices and you can flavor it however you want with different spices you can put plenty of different vegetables on there like you could actually make it like a pizza you could put spinach and mushrooms and tomatoes you put passata on there any type of cheese it's really good so yeah Go check out our latest YouTube video for that egg white pizza tutorial and let us know if you actually try the VPA egg whites because, again, they're way cheaper than normal liquid egg whites. So, Mm. yeah. Save a buck or two. Absolutely. That was really fun. So, stuck at home in lockdown, decided to make a YouTube tutorial and also decided to take some progress photos because we had extra time too. And it's like ever since prep ended, we've just been a little bit slack in the progress photo department. (laughs) I'm going to blame the weather. Okay. It's freaking cold. And the thing is, is that like, it was really nice to actually take pictures because it was around eight weeks post show. But at the same time, ever since prep ended, like it's just been really cold. And I actually haven't been looking at my body very much because I'm always in like sweatpants and sweaters. And even when I'm going to take a shower, like, it's cold, so I'm like, okay, I've got to hop in the shower. Like, I don't take time to like check myself out mm. in the summer. Plus, we only have we only have the one full length mirror. Mm. Like every the other mirror is just like chest up. Yeah, but in the summer, especially like we we went through prep in the summer. You sleep in your underwear. You mm. wake up every single morning. You go and check yourself out. But we were even saying this morning that when we wake up now, it takes us like two or three minutes to uh, like put on our long socks, <laughs> put on our sweatpants, put on our t-shirts and our, our little toques and our sweaters. I'm like, man, we're actually going to save time in the summer in the mornings because we're not going to get out of bed and get have to immediately get all rugged up. Mm. Ugg boots too. <laughs> but anyway, what I'm trying to get at is that ever since prep ended, it's been really cold. I've been rugged up and I haven't been taking too many looks at my physique, which has been kind of nice because... Being eight weeks post-show, I have been working really hard for these past eight weeks, obviously. So actually being able to take some pictures this past week and be like, gosh, dang, you know, all this hard work, it's starting to pay off. And I'm actually starting to see some positive changes in my physique with things that I've been putting a lot of purpose and intent to. And I posted these pictures on my social media with some progress photo updates. And particularly, I've spoken about this in a few past episodes, but my glute meads, man, they're really starting to pop through on the side, you know, all that uh, abduction work. And yeah, so I've every single session I've been doing either seated hip abductions or cable hip abductions because I've again, I've spoken about this, but a part of my glute development that's just really lacking has been the 
glute meads, you mm. know, like I'm pretty strong in the lower fibers of my glutes. And I've got that tie in from my glutes into my hamstrings. My upper shelf isn't too bad, but it's really, it's the glute meads. The those, meads, baby. Yeah. Those little bits that pop out from the side, but they're starting to pop now. And I guess when we look back on what you've done previously, it's, it's not overly surprising that you are like once we actually break it down, you really didn't do much direct glute or abduction stuff at all. No, I didn't. Yeah. Yeah. So it's starting to pay off. You know, yeah. when you provide that stimulus and you progressively overload, the body can change. Mm. So yeah, I was really happy with how those progress photos looked. And that was me at 61.1 kilograms. And my body's actually been hovering around that weight for two to three weeks now. I was having a look at my data and pretty confidently I can say now that these macros, I have fully adapted to those, I've adjusted to those, and it's got me at weight maintenance now. It's really hovering between like 61.1 to 61.3, that very normal fluctuation day to day. But on average, it's been the same these past three weeks. So that means it is time to do another boost up in food. So this week coincided with getting back into the gym, getting back into proper training. I'll be bumping my carbs up from 350 grams per day up to 375. My protein range is still between 175 to 200, and then fats are still at 40 grams. So nice little boost up there, and uh, see how my body responds to that, so. When do you think you'll uh, boost up fats again? I'm not sure, because even 40 grams, I'm still like adding a square of dark chocolate to my food. I'm still putting cheese on my food. Like You I'm, could have more though. I could have more, but I feel like what I'm having right now is enough. Mm. I feel like at the point right now, I would rather have more carbohydrates. I'd rather have another piece of fruit or more fruit in my ice cream or more oats in my cake, whatever it may be. I'm definitely more of a carb girl right now, but once, <laughs> maybe I'll go up to like 45 or 50 grams. I think that will happen naturally as my carbs go up too, because I'll just get more trace sources of fats mm. as well. Makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. But new macros will be those, as I just stated, and just keep inching that body weight up. It's nice to be at weight maintenance now, because obviously my body was going through those adjustments these past mm. few weeks. And just in that little slight surplus, I think coincided with, we haven't had a rest day roast for like two no, weeks we now. <laughs> if anything, that's kind of a good thing for yeah. us. Because I'm it, glad you said that because that's what I was saying originally. Because we're not, we're just really not that food focused right yeah. now. It's nice. Yeah, we're at the perfect balance now where we are enjoying our food and we look forward to each of our meals and we're still motivated to put effort into what we eat. Uh, which is, I think, the perfect balance of food focus, but we're not food focused enough to be like, okay, I really want to overindulge today or I want to have just one massive meal and then mm. save all my calories up until that point. Like, I'm just not motivated to do that anymore. I just rather keep things the same and vary meal meal to meal, but slightly if I want to. Yeah, we're not saying those meals are completely off the table. No. Pardon the <laughs> pun, but they just won't be a weekly thing. They yeah. can be a little bit more special, maybe once every few weeks. Mm. Yeah, but for now, you and I are happy, and it's been a good week. And I think to just cap off today was really nice, because this past week, going through lockdown, and gosh, I'm, I'm a really optimistic, positive person. I'd like to say that. And I don't know if this is just the pessimist in me, or I think this is just fact. This is just objective, man. Every single time Brisbane has gone through a lockdown this year, it's coincided with really crummy, rainy <laughs> weather. So like people are- Well, some people <laughs> like that though, because at least you're stuck inside with 
crap weather. No, but that's the stinky thing that like you're stuck inside, but you're like, can I at least go into my yard without mm. getting rained on? <laughs> we had the washing on the line for how long? Like a like five days five or something. Five days. I take full responsibility. Last Wednesday, like. I don't know. I again, I was optimistic. I was like, "Oh, you know, the the clouds have cleared. Maybe I can do some of the washing." Because I was just bored. Yeah. And uh, you were like, "Tier, I think it's gonna rain." You're like, I'm like, "Nah, took a risk." Five days later, the sun finally mm. comes out. I even had to use the oven to dry my underwear <laughs> and socks. <laughs> I was like, "Jack, those things might set on fire." He's like, "I got this." Yeah, I, I kept a watchful eye on them. But luckily, the rain cleared, and then today, I just had just this spontaneous urge to be like, "I want to go to the beach," and. I've been doing this for quite a while now, but I don't work on Sunday afternoons anymore. I used to work on Sunday afternoons. I used to just have my availability open every day of the week, except for when we're in the gym or like if it's late at night, I'm like, yeah, I can work at that time. But I'm like, no, I don't want to work on Sunday afternoons. So when I finished work on Sunday morning, it was a beautiful day. The sun was finally shining for the first time in days. The laundry was in the midst of drying. And I was like, God, I just want to go for a walk in the sand along the water. And then I reminded myself, I'm like, what the heck? I'm not tied down to anything. I don't have any plans this afternoon. I have a car. The coast isn't that far away. So what I did was I just had some lunch and I just jumped in my car and I drove down the Gold Coast. And then I just went for like a two hour walk up and down the beach. And it just felt so freeing and so peaceful. And I just... I just freaking love it because I just, I feel independent and I can just go there and all I need is just a bikini, a hat, some wireless headphones, my phone, and just like walking on a really long strip of sand along the waterside is just, it makes me so happy. Mm. We're very lucky to live here. Yeah, I know. It's, um, it's really sweet and yeah, we need to move down or up the coast. We just need to move closer to the coast. That's definitely when we when we start to build a house one day in the years to come, definitely have to have it near the coastline. Mm. So it's just so accessible. Yeah. I would love that. Yeah, but uh sorry you couldn't join me. Did I it's not like I didn't offer for Jack to come. No. But I, w- I was filming a YouTube video and I had some other stuff to get done as well. Yeah, so and- I haven't I haven't I need to, but I haven't restricted my work hours like Tierra. So mm-hmm. like that has its positives and its negatives, of course. And mm-hmm. it's something I also touched on in the video. So. Yeah, it's not like I ditched my man. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. The invitation was there. But yeah. even though you couldn't come, I was like, well, I'm going to go, you know, mm-hmm. and it was it's just... good to have some alone time sometimes. Oh, it's the best. Honestly, just like walking up and down the beach for two hours, just listening to your favorite songs. Like, yeah, I wouldn't have, I would have been... I can do like half an hour of walking up and down the beach, but two hours is too much. Yeah, yesterday I racked up well over 20,000 steps. That's the hardest part for me is always just choosing a time to turn around. But like, this is the most beautiful time here in Australia in July because I'm not gonna lie, I didn't even put on sunscreen. Well, I put a little bit on my cheeks, but I didn't put it on the rest of my body because the UV rays aren't that high. And it was like in the afternoon, I was walking between like one to 3 p.m. But just like the sun on your back, man, like I don't like, I feel so free at the beach. I just feel like everyone's just a body. You know, I can just listen to my favorite songs. I sing out loud. I can put my arms out and pretend like I'm an airplane and I don't give two flips because like everyone's just walking around, just doing their own thing. It's really nice. I've never seen you do that though. Because you've never been on a walk with me while I'm alone in my own little zone. 
<laughs> I think we need to see video proof of you pretending to be an aeroplane. Oh, I am. I can fly. I'm telling you. I can fly and I can sing. <laughs> but yeah, it, that was a great way to just wrap up the week. And man, should just be epic to get into this next week ahead. Just back into solid training, back into solid just routine with work and nutrition and just absolutely everything and no lockdowns should be really nice to go back to the gym awesome cool well as per usual we'll finish with one question and that is something that we want to improve upon for this coming week i think i just need to get better at doing the laundry responsibly yeah, i like, agree with that i i love doing the laundry i, find. I think you like it too much and then you sacrifice the weather i just find doing laundry is like therapeutic man like Again, it's just nice just being out in the fresh air, hanging up clothes or taking dry clothes off the line, folding socks. Like, I don't know. It's like, it's it's very relaxing for me. And I really like having clean clothes. I really like having clean clothes too. But maybe I just need to look at the weather forecast. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, maybe that's, that's my only downfall. But everything else to do with laundry, I think I'm pretty good in that department. But what do you want to improve this week? So just in regards to my slightly different training program, there are a few new exercises, nothing out of this, like nothing like I'm not doing a somersault, uh, glute kickback or anything, uh, where I have to, (laughs) you want to see me be an airplane. I want to see you do that. (laughs) But uh, there are some things that I haven't used for a while or some new, for example, tomorrow I have hammer strength incline press. I've actually never, I don't know why, but I've never used the hammer strength plate-loaded chest presses at World Gym Brisbane. And Mm -hmm. that's going to be on my program for tomorrow. So I'm keen to give that a try. But just adjusting to those new movements and making sure I really set a solid foundation this week because I I don't want to spend like four weeks getting into the zone for those movements. I want to really knuckle down, ensure that accuracy is good for that first week and, and try and maximize it as much as possible. Yeah, I'm really excited for you. I think that just these next few months and years to come with you working alongside AJ, it's just going to take you to another level. I think just with your training, with your mindset, just absolutely everything, really, really good things to come now that you guys are a team. I can't wait. Awesome. Well, guys, thank you so much for tuning into this episode. If you did enjoy it, please remember to take a screenshot, post it to your Instagram stories, tag Jack, tag myself, tag TBD, and we will catch you next week.